Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Socially Distanced Podcast, but more specifically, the Moon Nighting part of the Socially Distanced Podcast. Uh, this is the season finale of Moon Knight on Disney+, and I can't talk about this show as a whole or as one specific finale without these two special men. That's right. We only have two guests tonight. One of them, not a guest. He's a co-host. He's the editor-in-chief of the PopBreak.com, one of my best friends on the planet, and the true avatar to Kanchu, Mr. Bill Bodkin. Bill, what's up? Wow. So you just basically said I'm your best friend and also a piece of shit at the same time. Um, I'm doing good. Welcome to the 106th episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast. Uh, Before we get into introducing our resplendent guest, I do have to say a little programming note. uh, a little, uh, we are going to, we're recording this on May the 4th. So happy Star Wars Day, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we, of course, uh, and then happy Revenge of the Fifth as well. Uh, yes. We will be, uh, our schedule's a little up in the air. We will be reviewing Kenobi in the beginning of June because they decided to drop that on, you know, Friday mm-hmm. to compete with Stranger Things instead of our normal day of Wednesday. So I believe next week will either be, if I see it this weekend, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, if not, it will be the reunion of the NFC East group therapy session where we'll be talking about the NFL draft, free agency, all the wild trades that happened last week. Um, so it'll be one or the other. That'll either be next week or the week after, depending if I see Dr. Strange or not. Maybe I'm going to try. Uh, but let's intro- get to the important stuff. Let's talk about our guest. He has been that bright, shining moon in the sky, guiding us through the sands of time, through the fields of wheat, and through the gates of Osiris himself. Uh, He is uh, an associate editor at USA Insider and a handsome devil. That's his official title. It says so on his business card. Tyler McCarthy, welcome back for your final moon nighting. Hello, guys. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um... Yeah, that's sorry. This is my Wednesday energy. You like it? Um, no, yeah, we are. We are, just, we are all. We are all like the backside of a flying serpent. We are dragon ass right now. So, um, not my best joke, but Al, <laughs> truly not. Truly not. Listen again. This is this is what happens when we don't record on Thursdays. We're not this on top what, of our this, game. This is a Wednesday pod for sure. Al, I have never seen Al's hair look so disheveled before. I just took a shower, actually. You, you look like hell. So Thank you. You look like you've just feel been like resurrected from the waters of uh, a pyramid where you've been shot in the chest twice. So uh, let's get to Amazing. it. Uh, yeah, let's get to it. Um, it involves me looking up the Wikipedia entry that I did not. Oh, there it is. Okay, excellent. So the first segment, Bill, I have no idea what the segments are. Oh, it's called tease these up. uh, This is called this is how we stay awake, which is literally what we're doing for you right now. Correct. All right. This is how we stay awake. This is where we read the poorly worded, often confusing Wikipedia entry, just to give you guys a little setup of the finale and literally spoiler alert. We're going deep. Episode six, Gods and Monsters, directed by Mohammed Diab, hopefully I got that right, and teleplay by Jeremy Slater and Peter Cameron and Sabir 
Herzarda, story by Daniel Amon and Jeremy Slater. That is the biggest, um, that's the most amount of writers for any single episode of the series. All right. Layla receives a message from Tawar- T- uh, Towerette. I don't remember how to say the name. Towet, I think. Towet. Okay. Telling her to find and release Kanchu so he can revive Spectre. Harrow uses Amit's power to slaughter the other Egyptian gods' avatars before releasing Amit, who chooses him to be her new avatar. While Layla finds Kanchu, Yushabadi. Kanchu, oh wait, Kanchu's Yushabadi and releases him. That's, Layla refuses to become a little, yeah, the little statue guy. Little statue. Yeah. Layla refuses to become Kanchu's new avatar, so he confronts Amit alone and is overpowered. Meanwhile, Spectre refuses to stay in the field of reeds alone and chooses to return to the Duat and rescue Grant instead. With Tawet help, can't say it. They help they and they escape through the gates of Osiris and awaken back in their body. Kanchu senses their return and bonds with them again, healing their body and restoring their powers. Layla discovers that Amit can be defeated if several gods' avatars bind Amit into a mortal body from a dying avatar. So she temporarily bonds with Tourette. There's about a paragraph left. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, wait. It's also like, it's also like (laughs) so many plot points have been jumped over. Okay. This ends with like that 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 drowned the cat that ate the rat that lived in the house that Tawet built. <laughs> uh, Harrow overpowers Spectre and Grant and almost kills them until they both black out and reawaken to find that they have somehow brutally defeated him. Spectre and Layla are able to seal a mint into Harrow's body, imprisoning her again. Kanchu urges Spectre to execute Harrow and Amit, but Spectre refuses and orders Kanchu to release him and Grant from their service. Spectre and Grant find themselves in the imaginary asylum again, but reject it and choose to continue their new life together. In a mid-credit scene, a crippled Harrow is abducted from a psychiatric hospital and executed by Jake Lockley, Spectre and Grant's third alter, who is still bonded with Kanchu. Fellas, um, I'm going to pass out from reading that soliloquy. Uh, Holy shit. That was very long. Regardless. Finale. We're here. It's over. We've had our penultimate here's all the facts, information dump. Now we are at the action-packed conclusion we are promised in every Disney Plus series what you guys think bill it's a tough one because i i um it it, it ended but did it and that's the problem i have i have with this it's it's i i don't feel like i was given the best ending i think visually we were given an amazing look here as so we we've, we've crapped on the CGI, but there is one shot. I just have to talk about this one shot where they're um, where Harrow has um, Mark and Steven and above them over like a shop is um, Amit taking down Khonshu. It is awesome. It is really cool. Hang it in the Louvre because that thing is, I love that shot so much. I could stare at that shot for days. It is so great. 
that's the NFT right there, guys. And I, I hate, and I hate NFTs with a, with a goddamn. How, it's how just a funny that, joke, though. But how about that's the one perfect shot? That is like the, the one perfect shot, like the Twitter account. Uh, but overall, it was like we we get them back, and I just didn't feel satisfied with the ending. I was just like, "That's it, okay." Well, I guess we're gonna get season two, and I just I don't know. It it I liked a lot about it, but it just felt I didn't feel whole with it. Like when we ended Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was like we have a new Captain America. When we when we finish Loki, it's this sense of, oh my God, no one knows who he is. He's in another timeline, and everything's going terrible. We end uh, WandaVision. It's just I want to cry because this is so goddamn sad. And Hawkeye, we got our Christmas ending. With this, it just kind of was indicative of the series. It was. I don't know really what we saw. There was some cool stuff, but it just left me as confused and as hanging with an ellipses instead of a period. And sometimes that's okay, but this wasn't for me. I can go in more detail. I don't know what you want. No, it was great. I was going to say. Yeah, that was uh, great. Uh, I McCarthy. Agree. Oh, uh, yeah. I, Continue. I, I 100% agree. It's... um. You know, the show as a whole, I've been saying like the past six, five episodes, rather, you know, there's a pacing issue. It leaves us in the dark a bit too much. And it really just felt like this show needed a a big payoff for all of this. And we didn't quite get it. And add add on to that, too, you know, it made the bold, I'm going to say unwise choice to in the middle of our climactic superhero fight, you know, you return to the blackout gimmick. And like, you know, Harrow gets defeated off screen, essentially. Um, I mean, I know they take him to the pyramid and they do the spell that was introduced in this episode to sort of bind him and and, and make Ahmet sort of neutered in a way. Um, that's probably the wrong term. But, you know, they, they, they solve the problem. But as the audience, once again, like too much of it happens without us being able to see it. And then it felt like they thought they were blowing my mind with the end credit scene where it's like, this is Jake Lockley and like Conchu is still tethered to the, the body that is Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and now apparently Jake Lockley when I don't know, like he spent the past four episodes really heavily teeing up that there is a third persona, frankly, what they thought was a post-credit button really needed to be part of our main story because at the end of the day, the show is about, what is it about defeating Harrow? Okay, well, they did that, but we missed a good chunk of it. Uh, is the show about Mark and Steven coming to terms with who they are, balancing their scales? Um, yeah, sure, it's also about that, but a third of that story seems also undone, unfinished. You know, the there should have been three hearts on that scale, and there weren't. That raises questions. So it's just they left too much out, and I think a big part of that has to do with the fact that they were trying to tell a really complicated story in six episodes. So the things that ended up getting rushed were character arcs were, you know, the overall point of the story, the overall message that they're trying to hammer home. And what we got was a lot of cool world building, a lot of introduction to a lot of like heady Marvel lore. And then the 
you know, decision in the end to not connect that to the larger MCU. It's an artistic decision, sure, but I think it suffered for it because at the end of the day, we are just left with a lot of loose threads. I think the th- I think where it all came apart, where you're saying like was the, was the blackout. That's where the episode completely unraveled because it's just like, how is he going to get out of it? Oh, we missed it. And it was in that I think that's like indicative of the show. It's like we we missed it again. Like there's there's something missing here. We're not seeing parts of it. And it's just like when I I was concerned when I started the episode, I saw this was like 40 minutes plus with the credits included. I'm like, that's not good. Like and like, again, there's so much to like about this episode. Like there are cool parts, but when we got it as a whole, it just felt like the Jake reveal was cool. Don't get me wrong. And the Conshu in the white suit was very cool. Yeah, badass. That he was cleans badass. up well. He, he really does. He does he really? Does. Like an ancient Egyptian god. He He's like a well. rags to riches type of guy. But he, like, we get the the. Again, it was like we were all like, "How does this? T- how does he tie into the MCU?" And it's just like, well, I don't know. It was kind of like that, and you're just like, we've tied every other show into the MCU that I've just mentioned. Even what if? What parts of what if are in the multiverse of madness? This is still an insular story, and it's like, why? <laughs> you could have. You literally could have had blade or an eternal pushing him into the into the thing and still does the same thing because now you're like oh was blade well how's he involved in this you know what's going on here like you could have done that because that's what i thought when i saw the black gloves and a black jacket i'm like oh shit is this blade and then it's just like People were like, oh, I knew him from the hat. I'm like, well, good for you. You read a whole bunch of comic books. Well, I good did. for you. You know, it's just like, it's the Jake reveal is cool. But like you said, Tyler, it, it needed, you needed five more. You needed five more minutes. Yeah. You can't like something. put a guy in a hat and like recreate a still from the comics, take a bow and then moonwalk off stage. It's, it's, it's not how it's done. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Nick Miller. Cause it's like so embarrassed. Be like, <laughs> so. So just to just to jump in a little bit because uh, I haven't given you guys my opinion yet, um, I disagree with almost everything you've said. No kidding. No, I'm serious. No, yeah. I so I this is probably the best episode of the season. Um, this is when it finally felt like it was together because I felt at the end of episode five, they were going to make you believe that Mark is now whole because he had his recollection with Steven. And I honestly thought they were going to abandon Steven and Jake and like, or abandon Steven and then just move on to Jake. And that would be the, the next season. So I was so happy that not only did we get Steven back, but we also got Mr. Knight back and he's like fully in depth into his powers and things like that. So I was a huge fan of that. I was a huge fan of Layla um, and Conchu having that conversation about her, like, like you should, you should probably be my avatar. She's like, no, <laughs> fuck off. Like, I'm not doing that. So you get that, and then you get her still get to be a temporary avatar. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so well done. And I will say that you guys are saying like this cop out thing, like. He was going to beat him up. Like, what do you need to see? You just saw like one of the coolest fights on Marvel TV. That whole street 
fight was yeah. awesome. Like you don't sure. need to see it. And it sets you up again because they finally are admitting it. Like, oh shit, that's not that wasn't us. I blacked out. You saw he was terrified. So that was really cool. I thought that was a great setup. And like obviously the the thing that I agree with you guys with is we should have got two after credits. We should have got a Jake Lockley after credit and then a Marvel tie-in. However, I feel that this is their experiment. Moon Knight is in the MCU, but it has it's not rushing. It's not rushing to get in there. Oh, it did. Oh, it, it, this series, if anything, did not rush to <laughs> anything. Yeah. So I do, I do feel that though. The most excited I've been about the MCU that I can remember was like, like, or one of the most excited was that moment in the first Avengers where Iron Man flies in out of nowhere, knocks out Loki, and then he's standing next to Cap and they say hello. And that's because you spent years waiting for these two characters to just share the screen together. Exactly. So there might We're be spoiled. Yeah, there might be something to what I was saying about that slow burn. Yeah. Uh, that said, what were we building toward then this whole time? If 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 what we ultimately get is like a fight that's a blackout well, followed we were, by, we you, were you didn't building get up to his his conflict with with both Kanshu and Harrow. You you were building up to Layla getting powers or being more useful or more screen time for that matter. Uh, not more useful, but you know, not to serve the plot, but to do something and, and shine. And she did. I thought she was great this episode. So that's the I thing didn't think you're building was, towards. And you're building towards the Jake Lockley reveal. Like, that's a reveal. Think about it. Like, people don't know these things. People are coming to this character blind, not saying, like, I need to do a Wikipedia search about this character or I'm going to have to go read, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 years of Marvel history or whatever to know about this. So they're building towards that. That's a reveal. For a lot of people. So, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I know everything about Moon Knight or I casually know the character because I'm a nerd and say, oh, they didn't build towards anything. I just don't. I, I disagree. I don't. I, I think, think they're going to a more general audience. But you, you were talking about the experiment of, well, it takes a while to get where we're going. Every other show, which I just mentioned before, pays off to the MCU. And then all of a sudden you're for the fourth or fifth series in the new phase. And it's like. Let's stop. Let now let's slow burn. We but made Captain a, but America. It's not a stop. It's but not a stop. No, you're premiering a new show on a platform. You're not necessarily saying like this is the next chapter in the MCU. They don't market it like that. They just it, say like, let's go look at another adventure of Hawkeye. Yeah, but like, it, that's I think that's a that's definitely a fair criticism. I guess the overall complaint, or I guess where we disagree is that there's like at the end of Loki, like that ended by setting up season two, which is exciting, but it also happened after we kind of completed our season one story. Whereas with this, I feel like I hope we get a season two. I hope he gets a next appearance and all of this stuff because we're definitely not done here. Yeah, um, we're not done here. We've set up yeah. another conflict, right? Loki's next conflict is, oh shit. Um, we just broke the multiverse, like shit like that. Like it set up the next show, but also to be fair, they also, we knew as nerds, as fans, as, as journalists, as people who are in depth in the culture know that he has been cast as Kane, uh, Kang, the conqueror, Kane, Kang, the conqueror in Ant-Man. 
And for him to show up as another version of Kang in Loki, that's world building MCU stuff. And it's also a pre-existing character coming from Thor Avengers, like literally the birth of the MCU. So every show has been like that. Every show has been a pre-existing character that is continuing their plot from years of pre-existingness. So this is the first time they're introducing a new character. Miss Marvel is a new character, but just hearing Miss Marvel, you know, there is a tie into Captain Marvel. The nerds do. And she has been cast in the Marvels. This is the only singular show we're ever going to get. What is the rules state that they have to sink in to the MCU by the end of this first season. We all expected it. We all wanted it. But again, they make up the rules. They could do whatever the fuck they want. This is, this is the first time they're doing it. It's an experiment. Definitely. I just think it's, it's, it, w- it would have been helpful. It would have been an easier pill to swallow all the unanswered questions if it ended with some kind of now he's being introduced to the larger MCU, which also comes hand in hand with an unspoken message of you will see him again. Mm-hmm. And But like you're saying, like we are all journalists. We are all in media. We are all this brand of nerd. We know we haven't seen the last of Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. I guess it's just I don't want our season one to finish at a yet-to-be-determined future project. Loki season one, it's its own thing. It's done, but the story found is going to find a way to continue. Moon Knight season Loki's one. Loki's coming back. Like, yeah. No, Loki's coming back. That's Loki's, what I mean. Loki season two is happening. That's yeah. what we're saying. But Moon Knight season one is complete, know. and the story isn't. So, like, Loki can stand alone. If Loki never got a season two, it ends on kind of a weird cliffhanger, but its story is complete. Moon Knight yeah. can't say the same. I think the only one that has actually ended on like a note of completion would be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Whereas WandaVision, you know, they set it up. Her, she's getting stronger powers, multiverse of madness. She's been cast in that. Yeah. Loki, we're like, oh, this is going to be Hiddleston Swan Song. He's going to have one last romp as Loki, and then we're never going to see him again. Wrongo, we're getting a season two. He ain't going anywhere. There's just like some- it's it's totally different. It's complete. It's such a, a completely different thing. Where this, if you didn't know that this was a Marvel show, then you would have said, "Oh, cool, they set up season two. I don't have a problem with them setting up season two. It's just that's all they did. I think that's all they have to do. The thing I I, I just was. I, I was. It it did feel a little left off because how many Marvel properties have we done in the first you know from the start to finish where we've had here's how it's gonna something is gonna connect to something else or we'll see him return you know this is he'll return in another thing i I get that but i just felt like there's just something about the ending that just didn't feel as impactful like like we built to this big moment blackout everyone he's dead Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna kill you it just all felt like the brakes were hit really hard and it didn't, it just, then we stuttered like they, they didn't stick the landing. There's so much I love in this episode up till the blackout. And then I just felt it didn't end as strong as, and then that's my thing. 
it didn't end as impactful as or as strong as it possibly could. It, it like the reveal. I, of, the, I get it. I get, you, I get it. Yeah, it, there's there's the blackout in the middle of the fight, and then there's Conchu releasing them, at least Stephen and Mark, of their duty to him, of their powers, and then they wake up in their bed, which is like a nice full circle moment. But I also would have liked the moment where Layla says, "Here's what I just saw." when Jake took over, but we don't get that because they wake up in their bed and then the series ends. And I think it's like touches like that, that I don't mind them not having a larger MCU tie in. I'm just saying it would have helped if they're, if that's the way they're going to choose to end the series by leaving the audience. So in the dark about what happened. Yeah. I, there's just something just didn't ring right to me. And I don't know what, why it, it just, it just, I just didn't feel fulfilled at the end of this um, and I don't need to be fulfilled in a warm and fuzzy way. Like I have a blanket and hot chocolate. I mean, it's, it's like low key, like low key when it ended, low key, low key is a wrestler. So that's two different people. Like that was a terrible ending for him. And WandaVision was this uh, like cathartic, awful moment. Like I didn't have an emotion when this series and I felt like I've had an emotion at every season end of every mcu show and i just didn't have it with this one do i want to see season two hell yes i want to see season two it just didn't have that punch that marvel shows have had for me at the end i don't know i feel like i i can't tell you how to feel but it's just you never I felt have different. you never I felt have. different i felt different no, because... i'll try <laughs> Okay. He's tried. He's done this. He's done this for ten years. He's tried. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can hit it. <laughs> well, I, I, I felt so. Okay. Tyler had a problem with, and we'll get. But we've basically talked about the things that we liked. Let's talk about and and things we didn't like. So it's kind of all over the place. Oh, I haven't really talked about what I like, but we'll talk that, about what we like. Let's let's talk about this though for a second, because because yeah. Tyler mentioned something he, he thought was like an inaccuracy or something that was odd or whatever. The two hearts on the scale when there should be three. I don't agree because this is a personality, Jake Lockley, that Mark is unaware of. So there is no duality or triality or whatever. I don't know if that's a word, but like there is no like I have to, um, you know, I have to um, confine in this other personality that I created. He might not have. Stephen might have. That's That's true. So you you know what I mean? So oh, Stephen created. Oh, okay, that's. I'm just no. I'm not saying that's from the comics or anything. I'm saying no. That, I'm just saying it could have been. Yeah, Stephen created. But yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like they, Mark and Stephen, were the ones in control or whatever at the time. So I guess that was like the balancing, and he didn't matter because they are unaware of him. There is no conflict between them. So that's the what I'm going to say. Um, but he was still a th- he was still present in their little afterlife scenario, so it does seem like he would need to be. Why was he present in the afterlife scenario? He was in the third sarcophagus. He was in the, um, unless the third yes, sarcophagus yes. wasn't. No, so I totally I totally agree. He is the third sarcophagus. I'm saying that they are unaware of him. That's why they were like avoiding him because they're like, that's not important to us. We are only two people. Neither saw- of them know who he is. I suppose, I guess there should just be more urgency to figure it out. When he sees the sarcophagus, he should be like, 
do I have a third persona when he, when those like henchmen end up dead and neither Mark nor Steven take credit for it. I just feel like there should be such a sense of urgency around that, that the show didn't have. True. But you did mention in like the first or second, probably the first episode that we did about how you were so impressed or, or, or excited about how the show made you feel like you were in Steven's POV. You're kind of still in both of their POVs. So they're, they don't know if they're dead or in a psychiatric hospital or what. So maybe that's not their biggest priority is to open up another thing to worry about. That's true. That's fair. Compartmentalized. <laughs> that's how, but, but again, it's One like that's problem at a time. Exactly. But like that, again, that's they literally, the they literally have compartmentalized this, this thing by putting it in a sarcophagus. Yeah. 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 We'll, get to that. we'll get to that problem later. Our real problem is uh, I didn't know that I was made up um, yeah. as yeah. So that's how I felt, but let's, let's talk real quick about things we liked. I mentioned a bunch, uh, a lot, a lot having to do with Layla and Kanchu, uh getting to see kind of both of them unleashed. I think that was probably my favorite part of the episode. Um, Bill, what, what do you think? On, so on Layla, who apparently has some have dubbed her as the red scarab, which was a character in the mm. night, uh, you know, lore. Um, well, they certainly, if the Falcon is Captain America, well, we now have our new flying adventure. So that'll be good. But I thought the, if we, again, we bagged on the effects work and rightfully so throughout so much. I feel like this is where all the money went into, into her gear and her flying around because she looked really great in what she was doing. And I love that Layla, kind of was a better superhero than Mark and Steven. Like she definitely kicked way more ass and was more uh, efficient than Moon Knight. Um, I also love the moment between Mark and Steven when they're back together. And even to almost to the end where Mark is telling Steven, I'm slowing you down, go without me. Even to that point, where they're going to get back out through the gates of Osiris to save the day. Mark is still, I will protect you. I should die. That's what he's still doing. And Steven's like, no, we do this together. And that's a great, that was a great moment. I really loved what they did there because it was just showing how they work together. And then the whole thing, how we cut between the accents within like, just like a flick, uh, like a tick and he can flick the accent on and off. I think is. It was excellent. And that's why I was so psyched. And that's why everything else let me down because we got built up so much. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, we did the cut thing again. Uh, but yeah, that's why I loved what I loved about the episode. Tyler. Um, yeah, I 100%. I was going to mention that as well is Stephen, or sorry, Mark leaving the field of reeds. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Someone mentioned last week that they believed the power of love would be what gets him or them out of the thing. And I, I can't remember if I said or not, but I was like, no, it's going to be the power of responsibility. That's Mark's whole thing. Mark will turn his back on a heavenscape because he's got responsibility elsewhere. And that's what he did. Um, and I thought it was really beautiful when he tells Stephen, like the only superpower I ever had was you. Mark's been kind of a static figure this whole time. He does what I would consider a heroic thing. I'm sure therapists would be like, no, that's, you know, putting others at the expense of yourself, but he takes on everyone's burdens. He 
takes on, he doesn't want Khonshu to inhabit Layla or make Layla his avatar. So he keeps her away. He, he takes on the persona of Khonshu. He takes on the persona of Steven only to hide their, their grief and their trauma from him. Um, you know, he does all of these things. So it makes sense that he's the person who, you know, wants to take on the responsibility of rescuing Stephen, of going back, of doing uh, Conchu's bidding, uh, and to tell you know Stephen, like, fine, like this is what I do, but you elect to do all of this stuff. You've done all of these heroic things, and like you're worth saving. And I thought that was a very beautiful moment. And that's kind of our, you know, Mark doesn't necessarily have a giant character arc. He definitely has one, but that's like the full circle moment for Stephen's character arc, who is, I, I guess, by and large, our protagonist. Those are hard categories to to fill in a story about someone with did Mm -hmm. but that was like probably the conclusion of the mark steven character storyline um that i really liked and i felt was a little muddied by bringing jake into it but i was like oh but then we're gonna figure out how jake's presence impacts this and then we didn't but what we did get was like a solid 10 to 15 minute fight scene whether it was between Khonshu and Amet, Moon Knight slash Mr. Knight and Harrow and all of it looked pretty good I particularly was into Mr. Knight oh and uh, um, I'm sorry Layla as well as Tawet's uh, avatar who when she came out I had the thought of like oh I, I, I thought she'd be hippo themed and then I had the thought of what is what do you yeah. mean hippo themed <laughs> yeah what, what is a hippo themed honestly I honestly thought the same thing yeah I did too I'm just like what is She's like, oh, but, I have but, green but, armor, but, and I'm just like, Conch, is not a moon, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like a bird. I don't know. I don't know like, what I was. But I'm saying, like, like Moon Knight, Moon Knight is He's like a bird. Um, Moon Knight isn't a bird, is what I'm saying. No, yeah, that was. A, can we talk about awesome? Can we talk about Great. Amit? What did we think about the effects and what? Oh, Amit wait, real quick. Sorry, sorry. I can answer the Layla question. So she had an idea for the costume. Um, what was she holding on to? The scarab. The scarab. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, she's a scarab, not a Correct. bird. Well, Correct. yeah, because she's uh, the red scarab. That's like what they they're. And her dad called her her little scarab. His little scarab. Oh, I thought I thought she, I didn't think she said she had an idea for the costume. She's like, oh, I have these great this great costume, and I'm just like, oh man, no, she had it. <laughs> She has an idea for the costume. Your, your current Did she costume. Say I have an idea. I heard the I, same thing Bill said. She has an idea for the costume. Oh, that oh. makes way more sense. Yeah. I did have to stop at watching it a few times to hear old, um, senior citizens yell about their TV at me because I did watch it during work. Um, so I might have missed that part. But yeah. Well, look, that said, any you. artists who are listening who want to send me their hippo themed armor ideas, I would love to see them. Yeah, please send all hippo <laughs> armor ideas to Tyler's Twitter that he'll throw at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about best performance. Bill, what is the name of this segment? Uh, I forgot. Well, Six episodes. The, the early, the earlier segment was "Holy shit, it's Moon Knight." Yeah, uh, great name. This Crush is uh, "Summon the Suit." This is the best performance. Yeah, best performance. So um, I'm going to ah, tough this one. Really tough, so honestly. Hard bad this this week because everyone crushed it i'm gonna try to go with one that people aren't gonna say and go with f murray abraham as conchu crushed it 
Um, it was him unleashed. It was what we've been hoping for. We got to see like glimpses of how awesome literally anytime he was on screen, um, he, he took over. Um, and that's hard to do with Oscar Isaac playing two characters. So yeah. F Marie Abraham. Bill. Great job. Thank you. Oh man. Cause the, the layup is, you know, I'll, I'll, I mean, I, I don't want to steal Tyler. So, uh, no, go, go ahead. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ethan Hawke. Uh, cause originally I was going to say Oscar Isaac, but I'm like, that's too easy. I love Ethan Hawke in this man because he plays three different characters in this, in this role because, and I'm going to talk about my favorite one, even though I bagged on the scene a little bit was Harrow in the limousine is just like this slimy douchebag of a character who's, who essentially is like Mark. He's just kind of this like F you, you can't touch me kind of like hard ass, which is just like not anything he's played in the show so far. And I'm like, I like that. I'm like, it wasn't the breathy, you know, prophet, you know, it wasn't like this, you know, he was more, it went back to what I think was, you know, you know, origin, you know, it it was Harrow zero, you know, it's just like OG Harrow. And that's who he was. He was like Mark. He was a mercenary. He was a soldier. He was, he was a bad guy, you know, uh, a murderer. And that's how he came off. And then we also had him returning as the doctor with the great line, why am I bleeding? Leading mm-hmm. to Mark St- Stephen um, to break away from that. And of course, we see the st- two sides of Harrow. We see him as this um, almost, I don't, you know, just sniveling almost kind of in front of like um, in front of Amit. And then becoming her, not totally becoming her avatar, but like, you know, I guess he did, but like becoming more of a warrior, seeing him in action with the uh, Amit Hammer, which I loved, which almost sounds like I'm saying Army Hammer, but that stick is way cooler than Army Hammer. Um, The jokes write themselves, you know what we're all thinking. Um, So yeah, I love Ethan Hawke in this and I I kind of hate that we killed him, that they killed Stan. him, because I'm like I he's man he would be a good Hannibal Lecter character for Mark and Stephen, because he knows Kanshu, and he could go talk to Harrow if Harrow was committed or in a jail. I think for a season two that actually could would actually be really interesting because I don't want to dispose of Ethan Hawke in this role, but he did. So unless there's another God that brings him back, which who knows that could happen. Um, it might be, that might be a little much, but I, I liked Ethan, uh, Ethan Hawke had the best performance for me. I would buy it just to see a little bit more of Harrow because you're right. He would make a perfect, I don't know, like sort of secondary villain, like, uh, you know, like the smarmy guy who, who helps the, the like next big bad. Um, and I've always been, I, I've been looking for a reason to shoehorn, a plug for this movie that I really like that he's in called predestination. And so I'm just going to like throw it in here. It stars him and Sarah Snoke, who I believe is on succession. Now it's, it's a science fiction movie. And it's one of those plots where I've already told you everything I can without spoiling it. Just watch it and know that it's amazing. Is that the one where he's the Uh, priest? No, that's that's first reformed first reformed. Okay. 
This one looked really under the radar. Not a lot of people have like seen it, but I recommend it left, right, and sideways, even though I can't tell you anything about it. Those in the know know, but uh, give it a shot. Question. Okay, so Mark and Steven decide not to kill Harrow with a mitt trapped in Harrow. Right. Yes. But how do you trap how do you trap him in there? Isn't he just the avatar still? It was like the spell of the gods. Like she learns in this episode from the god as he was dying that enough avatars of gods getting together can trap some mm, uh, one of them in a yeah, mortal no, he, form. No, he did. He did, did. Yeah. Who did? Oh, he Ulf. did. Harrow's dead. And so is yeah. you would have Harrow's to assume, dead. you'd have to assume Ahmed is dead because yeah, yeah. I'm down. saying like they're they're gonna move past it. I think I think yeah. it's over. And it's I like still, they're like Ethan Hawk is too expensive. <laughs> you're fucking Marvel. You have a lot of money. <laughs> no, you're fucking you're fucking Disney. And you have a lot of money. That's true. Not enough to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I'm gonna give it to uh, as much as I like to plug. As much as I wanted to shoehorn a plug for that movie. Um, May Callumway did a great job. I really particularly liked the moment where she's discussing becoming an avatar with Tawet. That's just her, like, she adds the physicality. She changes her voice ever so slightly. Uh, unless they were doing VO with that other actress, I'm not sure. Either way, it was just really well done. Uh, the fact that I can't tell you whether or not it was VO should say a lot about her performance. So Very true. she was great. And, you know, hopefully, you know, she deserves a Funko Pop of herself or something because we get a cool Egyptian lady superhero. I was, well, uh, and, and she actually acknowledges that. Yeah. When I like that line. She's like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she's like, yes, I am. And like <laughs> that line could have been such shit, but like she sells it so well. And I'm also glad they didn't kill her off. Same. Yeah. But I, and, and for anyone listening, yes, we all thought Oscar Isaac was awesome. <laughs> yeah. We can't say it six times though. <laughs> I know. Uh, I guess the next segment would be, uh, I don't know. Do we even do this one? It's well, we we kind of all talked about uh, the idiot is back. We talked we talked a lot about what didn't work. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we can all all agree that the worst part about this was that it didn't link to the future of the MCU. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but also, yeah, as someone who also feels the complete opposite it's like well so again it could be an experiment for them or like to like do we need to yet can i can i throw in for our conspiracy theory segment because i do have i I do oh the yankees (laughs) lost their they lost their winning streak um i was wondering i'm like okay because i was thinking like why wouldn't they tie it into the mcu and i'm like is that because we have dr strange coming out this weekend and is somehow Moon Knight or Khonshu in this council of gods. Could be. That's not gods. Or whomever, you know, that is, well, listen, Charles Xavier, if if in this show, allegedly, supposedly, maybe rumored, is a god to many of us. Uh, But like, could could he be one of these characters be a part of this council? And that's why they didn't want to tip their hat to anything because they want there's going to be so many surprises and this is how moon Knight gets in there somehow. I don't, I don't know. I was thinking of that or that they just were making this artistic decision or a business decision. where like, we don't really want moon Knight overshadowing Dr. Strange, or we don't want like 
what Moon Knight does over, you know, Doctor Strange is coming. Let's end it. Here's this big reveal of Jake. Doctor Strange. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe something with Doctor Strange has to do, and I could see Moon Knight somehow being involved in this. That or Gore. We keep talking, Alex was talking last week about, is is the character Gore the god? He was wrong. (laughs) Well, I just couldn't see He was wrong, but also, like, maybe Gore does go and, like, approaches the Egyptian gods in Thor, Love, and, uh, yeah, Thor, Love, and Thunder. And, like, I don't know, we see briefly Kamshu getting away. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, we kept seeing Gore, and I just kept thinking, I'm like, I don't think it's going to be that big. Like or or that fleeting of like if Gore's in one movie, we're not gonna put him in there and then he goes. But that's what I said last week. Yeah, well, I'm agreeing with you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um I I my, my other theory is where the fuck is Kang? Isn't he supposed to be the big bad? No, <laughs> I, I think next time we get him is Ant-Man. All right. It's a listen. Listen. <laughs> He's going to, I was going to blink and turn into Kevin Feige real quick. Hold on. Well, that's, I was actually going to talk about Kevin Feige. Uh, during CinemaCon, Kevin Feige, when asked, like, what's next? What are you guys doing? He says, as soon as I leave CinemaCon, I'm going to a Marvel retreat and planning out the next decade of the MCU. That is a direct quote. I've probably. not heard that, yeah. So yeah. they're still figuring this shit out, guys. I think they have the next couple of years. This is like the lull. This is the buildup years. This is the, we're going to gear up for what's next. Let's introduce the multiverse. Let's deal with this trauma of losing years on earth and things like that. Like this is a great time to um, set up a lot of new to build up to what's next. And apparently I think today was uh, Endgame was apparently the final Avengers movie. Yeah. Quote unquote doesn't mean we don't get new avengers or dark avengers or whatever some kind However, of large team up under another young avengers. plus we have secret invasion still is a thing right correct and That's also i wonder as much time as we spent lamenting that this didn't connect to the larger mcu it is worth noting that a lot of plans for movies and therefore tv got thrown completely out of whack over the last two years yeah so i imagine we're still playing catch up with that but at the same, at the end of the day, too, it's like you're you're Disney. Yeah, you're and also if if you really think about it, Cap, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The only thing that it set up at the end was Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It mm-hmm. didn't announce that that was a movie. That was speculation that never came into play. And now apparently they are filming a Captain America and the Winter Soldier movie, or the next Captain America, whatever it's called but it didn't really do anything outside of just confirm that um, Sam would be the new Captain America. You know what I mean? Like that's not like literally teasing, like previewing multiverse of madness or setting up the next big villain of the multiverse who has all these different versions of him out there with the same goal of fucking shit up. Well, I mean, you know, this is the only one. Well, I mean, I'm rewatching all of them now. So, yeah, it does feel like we're in that, okay, this is the Iron Man. We're just introducing all these characters right now. What's going to lead to? Because I feel like we have two separate planes here. We have, like, one plane where it's like, okay, we have these new Avengers. We have, you know, quote, unquote, like with Cap 
and Yelena and Kate Bishop and Pete's dog. We cannot forget the goodest boy on the face of the planet. Um, but then we have the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And then we have Moon Knight. <laughs> so it's like, which fucking way are we going to go? I still, think that, I still I, think that Moon Knight is this like, not street level, but like earth level hero. And in the movies, we're still getting Guardians 3, we're getting Thor, and we're kind of dealing with these kind of dualities, like as Bill's saying. You have all these characters still on Earth in different parts of Earth. Jersey City coming soon with Kamala Khan. You have the Earth and you have everything that's going on in space. Remember what happened at the end of uh, of uh, Far From Home? We find out that Nick Fury has been in space, right? Thinking that far back. Uh, sorry, Bill, but... Everything you'll about see, these movies has been spoiled. It's fine. You'll you'll see. Yeah. Um, and you know we get secret invasion as you said, like coming out. So there are things happening, and that was the same thing in uh, the Infinity Saga. Shit was happening on Earth. Shit was happening in space, and they somehow made it work. Combined them, connect them, figure it out. So I'm not worried about it. And now we have this added layer of we've got, you know, back in the day, it was movie to movie. And you were telling this connective story through yeah. post-credit scenes exclusively. Now, I feel like we're, we we finished our first phase, quote unquote, of movies, or I'm sorry, of TV shows. And so I imagine any conversations about weaving in new characters, spring, using the TV shows to springboard to new franchises and stuff like that. I don't think that conversation has happened yet. It sounds like it's about to happen at whatever cool retreat that Kevin Feige is going to that I would really like to be a fly on the wall at. Yeah. And remember, we have Comic-Con coming up very soon. Marvel could have a presence since uh, this year is Star Wars Celebration, or they could save it for, uh, is it D20? Is D23 this year? That's a good time to also announce stuff. Yeah. So if celebrations this year, I think D23 is not this year. If I'm uh, well, they're doing Star Wars. They're doing a Star Wars thing right now. Yeah, like, Star Wars, it's celebration. Yeah, D23. I think D23 is next year, but I'll find out. Yeah, so they could be saving. And again, they're going to do some planning. So, you know, they might not have it all figured out yet. They probably have a lot of it figured out. Yeah. Um, at least whatever has oh, been announced. Actually, I apologize. It's September 9th through 12th this year. There we go. Oh wow. September. There, there's some more info. You can get the announcement of Moon Knight then. You can get and sometimes they're early with the stuff, but also you can get like, hey, we're gonna be doing Midnight Suns and you're gonna get Robbie Reyes coming back as a ghost runner. I I swear I wish I know that's gonna happen. I, I didn't know him. that. I'm pl- I'm supposed to get married on September 10th. I have to Ooh, reschedule you have to that. You're gonna have to move. Yeah, that. you have to do a reschedule. Listen, if you if you need a good uh, officiant, I make people cry. Tell ask Al. I can hear my fiance sharpening a knife in the other room. That's weird. Yeah, anyway. my uh, my wedding the next day was like the season finale of Game of Thrones or something, <laughs> and I was like, honeymoon. Wait, wait a day <laughs> we'll go no. uh, you weren't moving the day after your wedding i'm around no. and same here but uh yeah so i wonder if we're gonna have something where we're just gonna have all these different these three threads and then somehow five six years you know when i'm knocking the door on 50 they're all gonna come together and be like all right remember when you were just all concerned about it bill here it is you dick <laughs> we paid it off it was galactus all along you know, and they're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. 
remember the boy and this scene that was galactus um but yeah now we we go into our final segment of of this uh saga where we talk about the where we weigh the scales one more time al on a scale of one to ten whatever's what do you want to say what's our rating this week uh dead avatars dead avatars uh that's the that's the fourth uh, avatar movie from james cameron Mm. also the name of my psychedelic uh alt-rock band from 2007 oh they were you had that one tour the black angels i loved Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna do that so what we're gonna do is somehow i end up hosting the podcast is um so we're gonna do the episode and then the series so yeah al let's start with you good call Uh, the episode and then the series oh man uh the episode for me was a nine i actually really liked it Uh, i may i don't know if it's going to change upon second viewing but i thought it was very like a very great way to tie up the story of season one while also setting up season two my biggest gripe the only thing that didn't make it a 10 out of 10 for me was you know i think what everyone is going to say is like where is the larger connection to mcu but I, I can forgive them knowing that they have a plan. They just don't have to tell us yet. So yeah, it's my review. Oh, of, of, of the episode season seven and a half, probably my lowest rated of the MCU series. And it's a lot to do with that. You're going to introduce us to a new character. You have to crush it, crush it. And I don't know if they crushed it the whole way through. I think they did really well. The casting was really well. The um, Kanshu, some of the effects, the Kanshu effects mostly were the best. Yeah. If I had to really like break it down, uh, the suit really, really ruined it for me. Best the suit looked, by the way, in this episode because 100%. practical effects. Um, and got, getting to see a little more Mr. Knight too uh, was great. So seven and a half for me. I'm hoping... They pick one visual artist to direct season two who has a true vision. Get 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 a, a, a Matt Shackman or Shakeman, whatever. Um, that's that's what you do. By the way, he directed episodes of Always Sunny before directing uh, WandaVision. And if you want to get a really cool director with a vision, go for someone with a comedy background because it's paid off a bunch looking at you Russo's who used to direct episodes of community and arrested and that arrested. Happen? Yeah. I don't know why I only said half or, the time. or, or those Lord and Miller guys who used to direct episodes of uh, what was that? He, they created clone high. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just overall the best um, back to you, Bill. Uh, for me, the episode will get an eight. I, I very much liked it. Like I said, uh, the effects were terrific. Oh, Amit stuff, her effects. Mm, I'll go back and f- I'm going to go back and forth on that one. I, I don't know if I'm going to have an answer if I loved it or hated it. Um, I love the Layla Red Scarab uh, introduction and her whole vibe. It was a mood. It was great. I loved every goddamn second of it. Um, I really liked the way they interplayed and the, especially the, the Steven line, look at all the new moves we, we learned, um, and him being able to, uh, get the, to use the strengths of Mr. Knight and the strengths of Moon Knight together 
within one battle, one fight sequence was awesome. And I did love the Mark scene where he's, he's bargaining with Kanchu when everything is on the line. He's like, nope, I learned from the best. You got to tell me what I got to do. It's this great moment. Uh, the ending is just what left me flat. Like I said, these other MCU films have left me very full of an emotion, whether it's, a, a, you know, um, despair, sorrow, joy, Christmas. You know, this didn't leave me with one. Uh, the Christmas, Christmas is a feeling in my life. It is a very special time. It smells wonderful. Uh, it's, but this one, I did like the Jake review. I did like that we get, we're going to get Jake. Here's the, what's going to happen. Um, Khonshu will be our bad guy in season two, which I was hoping they would do, or he would be a bad guy. Like they would turn somehow. I think season two is going to have, is going to be better than season one, because now we have a map of what the, sh- we know what the show is. And now we have like, here's the villain. We have a, we have an idea. So I'm very hopeful for season two. So, but overall on this show, this felt like um, more of an introductory season than an actual season. This felt like a preamble and a prologue. And at times it was very frustrating to get through this, to get to the end. So for me, this is going to be, a seven overall for the series, which might be one of my lowest rankings outside of what if for Marvel. Um, like I said, there's some really good parts in this and there's some really bad parts in this. So it's a seven for me overall for the season series and Tyler, we'd be remiss if we did not end with, you've been a tremendous guest. Thank you for keeping us on the rails. Most of the time. Uh, what is your, is what I did? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're we're Al and I are a hot mess. This, the, if anything, this this moon night, we were our messiest. Uh, well, at least I was. Uh, so, uh, an episode ranking, and then your season ranking. For for an episode ranking, I you know, giving it some thought, I'm going to give it a six, which is kind of low. Um, but I guess what I really liked about this episode was it did have some pretty amazing fight scenes. It had some great visuals. And it sort of put a button on Mark and Steven's story, um, that moment where he tells him that he's his superpower and in the fight scene, how they're fighting in sync and they finally come to terms with the duality within them. And, you know, they're they're playing off of it, not just like accepting it. Unfortunately, it also had some things like blacking out in the middle of our final fight scene, which a lot of the show was just building up to how does he defeat Arrow? And we don't ultimately get to see it. And we also don't get to see the aftermath of him turning into Jake on that battlefield. And the way we imprison Ahmet within Harrow is by way of a ancient Egyptian spell that was introduced this episode in our finale. And to me, those are, I'm afraid, two, two storytelling sins that I have to I agree. give it a six for. Um, as for the series overall... Uh, I'm going to go seven, seven and a half, seven. I'm going to say seven um, because very similar to what Bill and both both Alan Bill said, there's a lot of great stuff in here. Um, it's not a complete origin story. It's got its gaps. It's got its dangling threads. It's got its parts that I would argue just plain don't make sense. That said, do I want to see more Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, Layla, Harrow? Conchu, a hundred percent. Give me, give them to me in any form. Uh, but as its own series, that's supposed to go from point A to point B and tell a amazing story in between. Didn't quite get there, so I got to give you a seven. 
but it was not a bad show. It's still Marvel. It's still a great superhero show. It's still great performances, um, but it didn't quite get there as its own standalone entity. Uh, side note, I would love a feature on like Apple or Google Maps where uh, Conchu could be the voice of my navigation. Oh, yes. Like F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham as Conchu as my voice navigation. Who scolds me when I miss my turn too. Correct. Idiot. You are stupid for missing the jug handle. And it's like, you're right. I am. Thanks. Now I must recalculate. <laughs> that would be great. He makes you feel bad about him recalculating your path. Great. I have to do the work. Um, so, guys, that does wrap up Moon Knighting. This was a lot of fun. We did it. We did it. Um, I just, on, on a personal, hopefully not too much of a downer here when I say this, um, this this whole run for me was uh, a real, real rough time in real life for me. Uh, and this podcast uh, really was a highlight for me, kept me on track and kept a lot of the, the bad stuff out of my head that was around. And I am getting, I'm better, but like, yeah, this has been wonderful being with you guys every week. Cause it's, it's something I desperately needed. And I thank you both for being a part of it and helping me get through, uh, uh, you know, some troubled waters as they would say. And uh, yeah, I'm fine guys. I just, I'm just depressed that stuff like that happens. Uh, we, are <laughs> we are happy you were here and we, yeah. and we are happy we could help. Yeah, I also had like a weird stomach thing. Luckily, just turns out I shouldn't drink alcohol so much and like eat stuff that I, you know, and not be stressed all the time. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew that stress and alcohol would be bad for my stomach? You know, I should just quit my job and just drink. Uh, but anyway, every time my doctor's like, how much do you drink and what's your diet like? I'm like, all right, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had doctors tell me they're like, don't I drink. feel personally attacked. <laughs> well, they're like, you can't drink. And I said, but I'm so good at it. <laughs> and they're like, that's a weird response. So I'm just like, it's not for you. It's for me. <laughs> just making myself feel better. So, yeah. Hey, listen, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So, listen, everyone, if you're out there, I highly recommend if you, but there's so many resources out there for therapy, it helps. And if you, if you feel weird about it, that's okay reach out to someone you love because, or someone you consider a friend because people are there to listen to you. You do matter. People care. So I found that out through many people, including my co-host who's been there for me for years. So take care and of on, yourselves. And on, the, and on the flip side of that, if you haven't heard from a buddy that you talk to a lot, they could be dealing with some shit. So make sure you reach out, you know, it's always yeah. nice to, to put a, a step forward and, and, and start the conversation. Just be there for your friends. Yeah, we're going to we're going to make that point every episode this month. We're going to talk about that because it's very important for people uh, to know that and to remember that. Because, listen, when you're going through it, man, sometimes you can feel like you're all alone. But just know that you're not. There are a lot of people out there for you. So on that note, let's talk about where everyone could. Let's 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 just talk about ourselves. Let's just let put ourselves over. That's a wrestling term, Tyler. You should know that. Um, uh, where can people I totally knew that. You can't prove I didn't <laughs> put you on the Internet. Al, um, you are doing lots of stuff. I don't know if you want to promote that, but uh, tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me and those things at Al Manorino on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is where I post a lot of my concert photography. Um, Haven't done something for Pop Break in a a minute, in a minute, but hoping 
to have something in May, at least something in May, not confirmed yet, but you'll be the first they tell, I swear. Yeah, you you're, you actually have to tell me. Uh, Tyler, oh, I was talking. I was talking to the audience. Oh, but you still do have to tell me, um, Tyler. Sure. Where can people find you and your work on USA Insider? Yes, uh, you can find first my, the work I'm doing uh, at USA Insider. If you go to the USA Network website, um, it's a tab there, and it's just a lot of great editorial content based around the. USA uh, Network, which includes WWE, Temptation Island, Chris Lino's Best, all kinds of stuff. Psych, I, I like all great stuff. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Tyler McCarthy. Um, and just also want to say uh, thank you guys so much. This has been such a blast doing Moon Nighting with you. Uh, like Al said, you know, if you haven't heard from a friend in a while, uh, definitely reach out. Uh, I was at a phase a couple months ago when Hawkeye was premiering. I didn't know how much I needed a win. And then Al reached out uh, after not us not talking for a while, invited me on the podcast. And now I am the illustrious resident guest. And this has been an absolute blast, guys. So, Good so to thank hear, you man. so much for having me. And uh, he, he will return. Don't you worry. And in fact, he might return to the sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And maybe not just on this podcast either. We'll leave you guys in suspense about that. If you oh my God, Blade just walked into my room. He's, I was going to say, I was going to say, well, listen, listen to the after credit of this episode. That doesn't <laughs> some, exist. Listen guys, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Uh, Robbie <laughs> Reyes, what? <laughs> it's my uh, don't don't tease out with a good time. Uh, if you must follow me on Twitter, I'm at Bodkin Writes W R I T E S. Uh, most recently, I reviewed a We Own the City, the new David Simon series. Of course, he's the creator of The Wire, uh, which runs on HBO every Monday night. I will be writing something about uh, some sort of editorial on Moon Knight. I also will be writing something about the new Hulu series Under the Banner of Heaven starring Andrew Garfield. If you guys have not started that, Al, your clone, Andrew Garfield, it is a good-ass show. Uh, it is on I want to watch it. It was formerly an FX uh, show. It never aired on FX. It was the FX on Hulu tab, which has evaporated into the ether. But... Um, it's a real good show. That's a new thing, though. That's a new thing. They're doing FX on Hulu and streaming only, I believe. Yes. I don't know if why was the first show to do that. No, probably don't. And then I did know. not did not help that. That is um, one of the great tragedies of Al's life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm going to bury at those three shows. Of course, you can also find me. Uh, I just was the co-host. I'm every month. I'm the co-host of. Uh, TV Break, which is our TV, monthly TV podcast, myself, Alex Marcus, who was on last week, and Josh Sarnecki, who is an alumni of this podcast. We talked about Under the Banner of Heaven. We talked about the turbulent times Netflix is going through as well. That's a really cool podcast we do monthly under the Pop Break TV hub on all, all your favorite uh, podcast platforms. And um, I will also be doing another Bill versus the MCU podcast in the month of May. Uh, when uh, I will be doing, we'll be doing um, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and there's another one that I haven't seen, and I can't remember which one that is. Um, it's not Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't know. There was another movie. I've, there's two I saw and two I didn't. So one of the good stretch of films there. Yep. So far from home. It is far from home. That is it. The first Spider Man. I'm a it. savant. 
you you know yes you actually marvel savant you actually left a pop break show you and five other pop break staff members to from a show we were doing in asbury to go see that movie um it was far from home or homecoming it was you chris no it's homecoming sorry homecoming is what i have to say sorry um i don't remember this yeah it was you christian alicia laura dengrove and i think matt taylor was also there and he went to see it too um yeah sounds like sounds like us yeah, it does, because it, it was. Uh, but most importantly, go to thepopbreak.com every single day. I've been doing this for 13 years, and we're going to keep going until the wheels fall off. Movies, TV, music, uh, pop culture, anime, digital trends, all sorts of great stuff. So check us out. Twitter and Instagram at the Pop Break. Al, take us home, please. Yes. I had one more quick plug. I was on the Anniversary Brothers podcast uh, to talk about uh, the 2002 classic Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. Um, you can listen to that episode and hear my impeccable Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation. Uh, no, it's terrible. So is Randy! Uh, and that is on the Breakcast feed uh, tab, which is on all your favorite podcast platforms as right. well. Correct. And also, uh, Bill mentioned the words until the wheels fall off. The Tony Hawk documentary on HBO Max is fucking awesome. Ooh. Go check that out. It's great. Tony we're Hawk. Gonna, we're gonna until- bring, you know what? Here's our here's our, our New Year's resolution. We're going to bring pop culture recommendations back. Yeah, we have to. There's too yeah. many things. There's too, too many, many things happening. We need to. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Moon Nighting, the final episode of Moon Nighting, and this episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast. May Kanchu have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs>